singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Welcome back to the Dharmic Evolution. I am so happy to be with you ladies and gentlemen today once again. Um, the subject of today's episode, Eritrean Eyes. And I'm going to share some very cool stories about those Eritrean eyes. And it's about a country. It's about a young lady. Um, where is Eritrea? Anytime I ever said something to somebody about the country of Eritrea, they went, huh? What, what country did you say? I've never heard of this. Where is it? So it's up against the Red Sea on the western side, just south of the Sudan and just north of Ethiopia. And today we're going to discuss love, beauty, struggle, suffering, persecution, war, and resolution of conflict, as seen through the beauty of the Eritrean eyes, the women who are so strong, so powerful, and so beautiful from this tiny little country located on the Horn of Africa. So I am looking forward to sharing these stories with you today from here in the U.S. all the way to the other side of the world on the Red Sea. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like nonprofit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries, and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres, we know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to james at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Yes, we can. I had met this woman um, in a previous career that I was in and um, I knew immediately there was something about her that was so different. Uh, her eyes, the way she talked, her mannerisms, obviously not from this country. So uh, I was kind of captivated by her, uh, her aura, her, just her presence. There was something very different, very attractive about her. So we immediately um, had some kind of connection, and I didn't know that it would be romantic or otherwise, but um, we kind of got in touch, I guess, maybe a couple of weeks after we originally met. And I called her and left a message, I think, and then I didn't hear from her. So I said, ah, okay, so it's a dead end there. <laughs> And then she called back, said, hey, let's get together for lunch. So we did. And I began to learn piece by piece, sentence by sentence, uh, meeting by meeting, all about the world of this young lady who had gone through, unbeknownst to me, real life struggles, trials and tribulations um, in her very young life in Eritrea. 
And like I said at the outset of this show, I was one of those ones who said, what country? Eritrea? Where is that? And I immediately had to, uh, to dig in and find out about this uh, fascinating country on the Horn of Africa and what went on with all that they had suffered and been through and gone through with their country and conflict with Ethiopia. And um, I began to learn uh, more and more about her, her family, her country, her grandmother. And so let's start with her escape from the country of Eritrea. So here, a world away in the United States, I had no clue about the conflict that was raging between Ethiopia and um, Eritrea. And before I get into any of the details about why, and I won't spend a whole lot of time on the conflict and why, because it's really deep and it goes back like decades and decades and generations even, um, you know, for old conflicts and then newer conflicts. But the good news is they are celebrating um, that's over. There's no more. So um, there's some really, really great things happening in the border between Ethiopia and um, Eritrea right now. So anyway, back to the story. I, I, I should call this woman by name, but I must use a fictitious name because um, I don't have her permission to, uh, to talk about her. So it could be anybody. So let's call her Martha. <laughs> yeah, Martha works. That's harmless enough. So uh, Martha started telling me about what had happened, you know, in Ethiopia or in Eritrea, I should say, you were like, you were just carted off to war. Like what happened with them was the father didn't come home one day. And the way it worked was you were just rounded up and sent to war because they needed desperately bodies and people to fight the war with the Ethiopians uh, to protect the country. And one day, the father just disappeared. He wasn't around anymore. And they, um, they didn't see him anymore. And he was gone off the fight, they assumed. Nobody, nobody came by and left a notice. Nobody mailed anything. It's just they grabbed you, they put you in a truck, and they put a gun in your hands and said, go fight. Lo and behold, the grandmother of Martha was a very, very well-to-do woman of business in Eritrea. She had like a shopping mall or two, uh, maybe more than that, and owned businesses, laundromats, stores. And so she was very, very well off. So what she did was get her daughter and the kids, which is my friend Martha, and her sisters and her brother, and they all gathered everything they owned uh, together in the house and they prepared to sneak out of the country because you could not just leave on your own accord. Uh, that would be really, really bad. And I don't remember whether it was death or prison, but it was pretty severe. They were under martial law at the time, which meant that if you were out after curfew, you were immediately killed. And her uncle was coming back to the house 
one day and it was getting late and getting later and getting later and he was desperately trying to get back to the house where Martha lived with her mother and the, and the kids uh, to seek safe refuge. And unfortunately, it was just dark, just curfew as he approached the front door and got to the house. And my dear friend Martha had to witness her uncle being shot in the head, desperately trying to get to the house in time because he didn't make it in 